They want attacking purpose for football all the time. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight, and we're going to fight hard. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. A marvellous kick. That's as good as you'll ever see. And puts Graham back in front. From inside the centre square, boys kick the goal. Boys kick the goal. From inside the centre Hey Pack, welcome to Danny Boyd, a podcast about the best football club that is and ever will exist, here to and ever more. That is the Footscray Football Club. They trade as Western Bulldogs. I'm Danny McGinley, he's Tom Boyd. Mate, it is, uh, it's fantastic to be back. Not the best circumstances. I mean, we had a much easier job, I'd say, a month ago when we'd won probably six on the trot and, you know, the world was our oyster at that stage. But there's many, many reasons for optimism moving forward, one of which is that we have the one and only Ed Richards in the house. Yeah. Welcome, Ed. Yes, thanks, guys, for having me. All right, Ed, I want to start with a quick story about how I got my first impression of you because see some people would notice your hair I didn't I for one just like to you know he doesn't see colour he's nah, very I'm actually colourblind <laughs> I genuinely have colourblind issues so um, I remember this and I, we said this to Laith because the two players that I like really remember standing out probably the three Aaron Norton Lathan Vandermeer and you and your first like session or two at the club and I remember we were doing a some version of match simulation. Ed had arrived at the club at the end of 2017, that's correct? Yep, that's right. And one of the first things that you notice about new players is whether they have like an outstanding athletic ability. So Aaron could just catch everything. Yeah. Laith was like just non-stop, 100 miles an hour all the time. And Ed, I remember, very specifically, out on the sort of stand side of Witten Oval, just gliding past a few people without seemingly trying while the rest of us tr- struggled to keep up. Like ah. genuine top level. <laughs> Level pace, and I remember Lockie Hunter at the time, and a couple of us just like looked at each other and said, Geez, "He's fast," and that is a great way to start the footy club because you know there's the other way you can do it, which is the Toby McLean method, which is to start a a um, walking handball game by getting out the back on Matthew Boyd and then like strutting to the goals. And oh, that's Matthew never Boyd good. That's de- never good. Decked him in his first session. So I know, yeah. we've told that story a few times <laughs> on yeah. here, but what what should Toby have done? Uh, so um, this, I think I've used this saying on this podcast before. You know, the the nail that sticks out gets hammered. Okay, don't, yeah, don't yeah. stick out. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, yeah. How did you find your first little while at the club? So we're obviously going back a few years now. You're a seasoned veteran of the footy club, but can you think back to what the the start was like? The yeah, I remember the start. I was I was a pretty quiet kid, so um, I was just sort of you know trying not to get in anyone's way. Try not to be that now that sticks out, like you just mentioned. Just like, just really try to go about my business. Um, and yeah, I came across really shy, and everyone was telling me that they were like, "Oh, like, are you gonna speak? <laughs> like, oh, we haven't heard you speak for the first six months." And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, gee, I probably should start being a bit more outgoing." And um, I had the likes of like, I was drafted with Billy Gowers, <laughs> Cal Porter, like naughty as you know now, like yeah. Like they're all pretty characters. outgoing characters, yeah. And um, so I was sort of the the odd one out in that sort of aspect of the of my start to the footy club. What um what pick did you go again? In? I was pick sixteen. Yeah, so like, good year, good, good number for the dogs. Yeah, <laughs> great number. But, great but also, number. you know, a really high pick, right? Like there's a certain element, and you know, I did probably had a different version of it. But first round picks have a bit of a aura about them coming into the club. And I don't know about you, but in my journey to the draft, everyone basically said. Turn up, don't say a word, get the respect of your teammates on the training track, and then it'll all flow from there. Was that the same message that you received? Uh, yeah, pretty similar message. I mean, I, I, yeah, I didn't really know what to expect going into an AFL club to start with anyway, and it was like it's just so different to anything you know. And then you you get there and you just want to yeah, you just want to put your best foot forward. And sometimes that doesn't happen, but in my case, I was lucky enough to be able to play a few few games in my first year as well. Did you get when you get to the club? Do you have to like? Is it like your first day at school? Do you have to stand up in front of everyone and, and talk about yourself, or do you get do you get like a prep mate uh, who shows you around and uh, will talk you through nah, your things? Not really. I mean, the only thing that you sort of have to do in front of everyone is like tell them your nickname first. First, yeah, and they show you highlights as a junior. Yeah, they show you highlights. That's always a fun day. I mean, because yeah, your you highlights would have been good. No, mine were terrible. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I, I played majority of my like under 18s footy was for school, and there was no like highlights of that. And that was where I sort of got drafted. I didn't really play that well for Oakley. Like I had some good games that sort of helped me stand out, but my highlights weren't amazing. Which school did you go to? I went to Kerry. 
Carrie uh, Grammer. Yep. Carrie Ferry. Wow, a private school. Who would have guessed? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. another one. Another private <laughs> school. Do, do, do Is there any state school kids in the AFL? Yeah, heaps. Yeah, Who? Plenty of them. Bont did, went to our Marceline sort of semi-private. <laughs> no, that's private. That's private. That's um, private. Nick Floston, he definitely went. He went to a place called St. Helena, which sounds like a private school. It does. It is, it is not. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Always like Nick Floston. Yeah, he's a, he is a good man. Fellow redhead. Yeah, fellow exactly. redhead. And I, you know, I think there's also some similarities, honestly. And I wonder if it's indicative of the life experience that you two share, but more likely it's just <clears> the fact that you're both, I think, you know, seasoned halfbacks. But Nick doesn't seem to get bothered by too much. I mean, my experience with you would, was that... That, and we played what eighteen months together. Was it's pretty hard for you to get you to be like emotional or like lash out at anyone? Was that always the case, or are you now just like since I left, at least just like a vicious, you know, abusive <laughs> teammate that I didn't you know haven't experienced? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I'm abusive. I'm definitely more like come out of myself a bit more since when since you were there. I'd say, um, but yeah, as a as a kid, I was always pretty fiery, and it sort of took. Took me everything to sort of, you know, calm down coming into, you know, high school and everything. Really? Have you got like a Hulk rage in you? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. If you ask my mum, she would she would tell you that. <laughs> well, speaking of okay, there's so many things we've got to get to. I mean, what what I'm actually hey listeners, by the way, grow up the lot of you. Uh, we put out listener <laughs> mail and there's a lot of, you know, of course we want to know about your injury and you know when we can see you back on there. There is so much redhead gear. Yeah. You'd think it'd be not that interesting anymore. As a carrier of the gene, my my beard used to be red before the grey kicked in. My brother is a redhead. I have cousins who are redheads. Um, okay, I will give this. This is a genuine question from one of our overseas and, listeners. And then we'll move on. And then, Okay, all right. Well, there's, there's two good redhead questions okay, I'm we'll going to go We'll finish on one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, actually, what nickname did you give to the club? Uh, I was Richo. Okay. Uh, or yeah. Sauce, they were my two. Yeah, Sauce so was probably handed to you. Yeah, they're, they're both of them sort of Sauce, were, and, yeah. Sauce and Horse, the two best nicknames ever given, which has now been altered. Don't appreciate that. <laughs> you can talk about that off air. You talk about truck? Yeah, yeah, truck. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's truck? You know, horse he's, truck. He's always been horse. Anyway, um, uh, one of our <laughs> listeners, Shane, wanted to know, growing up, having a name that, rhyme, uh, that rhymed with red, did that make you the man you are today? <laughs> It's an interesting question. I mean, I've always gotten red. It's sort of people like just subconsciously say red sometimes. Yeah. So when it's like Ed, they're just like, oh, red. And they're like, oh, I didn't actually mean to say that. But I mean, I suppose it works because you got red hair. And I'm like, yeah, well, bloody hell. It what? works. Well, and genuine question from one of our overseas listeners. This is why I wanted to, to bring it in. Overseas, whereabouts? Uh, Canada. This is Fraser. We have some footprint wow. all over the globe. And look, look it may only it. be one person in each of the countries that we have around the globe, but we That's still right. have around the globe. We so had present. one download in Vatican City, and I just want what? to know. Yeah, it was the Pope, Pope's listening. I hope wow. Frank, Francis awesome. is a big dogs fan because <laughs> George Pell was a tiger. So, you know, no good there. Um, Fraser is a also a redhead. He wanted to know, is, is there a name for the trio of you, Baker and O'Brien, and is Liam Jones redhead enough to be part of it? This is. Uh, do you guys all hang out as like? Yeah, we we do hang out. We hang out outside the club as well. It's just a you know strict redhead society. <laughs> but, but we were saying we were. We noticed it early in the year, like Keithy's got a little bit of a little bit, yeah. Like he's got the gene, definitely. Um, Doc's kid is actually mm. redhead, so oh, really? he's got the gene as well. So in the back line, sort of, you know, when I was when I was in there with with Tio and uh, and Doc and yep. and Keithy and Jonesy, it was redheads galore. Yeah. And then we had we sort of adopted Bakes sort of off the wing when he'd like slide yeah, defensively. Yeah, yeah. We'd run back there. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. We were going really well when all of those people were in there together. I know. Maybe it's we the, need more I redheads. We have, we have very dominant recessive genes. We yeah. need more. Yeah, and this, you know, this is also, this is de- generally not intended to be a, a pun, but maybe that's the secret sauce, you know what I mean? Ah. <laughs> um, on a more yeah. serious note. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Fraser's got one more. This, oh, is, a, this no, is a we'll real do, question. We'll, we'll do it at the end. All right. We'll all right, all right. I, I feel bad, folks. So there's too much to get into. One. Okay. The thing that everyone's asking about is how's the injury? What happened? When are you back? Are you going to fix everything for us? Can you be our saviour? Um, well, I'm, I'll start with I'm back in hopefully four weeks from now, four or five weeks. So a um, little longer than I'm probably I wanted to be. Um, yeah, sort of when I first did it, I I thought I was cramping in the, the third quarter against Geelong. So it wasn't like extremely painful and then – I sort of worse tried to worse. keep going and then I was oh. like, oh, this is actually really sore. I think I've done my hamstring and then went off the ground. Um, yeah, got a scan the next day. Media was out the front. Bloody annoying. Um, <laughs> it is what it is. But yeah, first, then, thing, first thing in the morning too? 
Yeah, like yeah, seven a.m. scare. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that. It was. I think it was nine o'clock. Oh, um, but yeah, they leeches. were. They were waiting for me. <laughs> um, oh, you're a big name, Ed. This is what they want to say. Yeah, but I didn't think I'd we just don't like know just the get answer. me a, just give me a Monday, and then they were like, "Oh, what do you got for us?" I'm like, "I just had it." Yeah. See, <laughs> this is the great issue: is that they they set this. I never understood this, Danny. So yeah. when you go to get a scan, you don't know what happened. Because yeah, guess yeah, who yeah. does? Guess who works on the Sundays? The radiologist. Guess who doesn't? The person who reads the radiology reports. Isn't that yeah. the same person? No, it's not. It's a different person. So the yeah. machine operator's there, and then the person who actually you know, dictates what actually is going on is not. So the report doesn't come through until the next day. And then they just stand there and make you really uncomfortable and be like, oh, hey, mate, tell us what's going on. And you're like, do I look like a doctor? You know? <laughs> so I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through with that. But first, I need to go back a bit, because this feels like a thing you should know how to do better at this stage in your career. Ed, you know you're really fast, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah but, but I'd never had a hammy before, so... Really? I was about yeah. to say, I thought you must have had at least one over the years. Because no, we, we spoke first. about this off-air, I, I said, you're too young to have a hammy, it's an old man's injury. Yeah, yeah, but I also said... It's, it's a, a fast It's a speed injury, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> how many inj- hamstring injuries I had? <laughs> Zero. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, uh, well, uh, lesson well learned, I suppose. Now, yeah. for forever and a day, you know, I imagine JJ, given his history now, I don't know, I, I live around the corner from Eastern Wood, he's scared of basically, you know, sneezing and doing yeah, things. <laughs> forever and a day, I suppose, it must be a bit of a like, oh, okay, this is what that is, and hopefully, you know, there won't be any of these reoccurrences in the yeah, future. Yeah, hopefully not. I mean, yeah, it was a little bit worse than I initially thought it was going to be. Um, so it was a grade two, which means I was sort of out for the five to six week mark, but... Um, yeah, it is what it is. I've just got to get back now. And it is a little like middle of the year. It's not the worst, not the end of the yeah. year or, not the worst, or not the best. towards finals or anything. So, yeah. I suppose given we're trying to obviously, you know, I would say push up the ladder, be better obviously if one of our star players was playing. We'd certainly, maybe um, I think one of the things, and maybe not all the fans will find this interesting, but I hope so. Can you like give the general like recovery from a hamstring? Because I don't think people understand why it takes six weeks to get back from, you know, something you're like, oh, but as soon as it's healed, you just play, right? Like what's the sort of general steps uh, moving forward? I know this is your first one, but I yeah. imagine you've got a pretty good concept. Well, yeah, he's, so he's right next to JJ, who's probably telling him everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah JJ's, JJ's, well, JJ's very good. Month ahead of you. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Well, he's, um, his was a little bit worse, so we're actually sort of marrying up our timelines a bit, which, which will, is which will very be good, helpful, yeah. which will be cool. Um, but, yeah, so basically the when you have a little tear, you just gotta, you just got to manage it. I've already started running, so it's, um, it's just about progressing that load of speed every, every week and, you know, going up in speed. You've got – when you tear your hamstring, it actually shortens, so you've got to get that length back out. And um, make sure it's normal again before you can just go. You can't really test it either, so you can't just go straight into it and you know do high speed running or anything um, because you're just going to re injure yourself. So you just really got to take it slow, and that's why the the timeline's a bit longer than maybe something yeah. else because of the um, just the the care you've got to take with the with the speed. Yeah, the risk of reoccurrence yeah, yeah. For all, from all accounts is really quite high, and also it's like you know I'm sure the most frustrating thing is I feel a hundred percent because I'm only running it. 75% speed and then mate no awareness in my hamstring and you go on to belly obviously the head physio mate push me let's go I want to get back out there and he's like just gotta wait mate yeah yeah it's been a bit like that this week I was because I was feeling good I ran um, ran yesterday and felt fine I'm like I'm like I know <laughs> this thing real? I'm not even gonna ask because they'll just be like no just run your times like don't try push yourself so I was just like oh yeah, whatever and you'd like you'd I'm not really getting much of a blowout when I train either it's just sort of Jogging around, like. So, what do you do? You do a lot of weights. Ah, uh, yeah. In in the weight room, in right the up. in the heat bike. Oh uh-huh, yeah. My so, <laughs> so that's a yeah. What's it called? The heat block. Well, we heat bike. Heat bike. Sorry. Heat bike. So on the on the bike in VU, um, one of our one of our great sponsors. They, yeah. Um, so you're well done. you're in a sauna well on the exercise bike. Yeah, essentially, uh, and it's like even worse because there's less oxygen in there. Yeah, it's like altitudes altered as well. Why Why are we doing that? So because it's Fitness, harder. Mate. It's harder. it's harder than doing a bike normally. <laughs> yeah, okay. There's also a grinder in there. Do you know what a grinder is, Danny? Uh, I, I know an app. But yeah, oh. not, we're not talking about that. <laughs> no, 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 a grinder is basically one of those, um, you know, handheld bikes. So where you push with your arms instead yeah. of your legs. Oh, okay. So, I've seen those. But it's stationary. So it yeah. is the worst machine that's ever been created in the history of the world. And they put one of them in the worst room ever created. <laughs> it is horrible. So it sounds yeah. like for a lot of uh, recovery or even AFL preseason. You look at the Geneva Convention. You look what's illegal, <laughs> illegally classified as torture. You step back one.
one millimetre and that yep. go for it, boys. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it? yeah. But I think, you know, this is probably the one, like, that some people I think um, believe that being in rehab just absolutely sucks and you're not playing and, you know, it's terrible. But in many ways, it's from my experience, it's a very simple existence. It's just like turn up, yep. train, do your bit, you're out of the main group, you're not under performance pressure from a game point of view. But the reason, and I can't remember, I think this came from Adelaide, was that I think this might have been a Choco thing. I'd have to check. But his whole perspective or whoever's perspective was rehab's too easy without the like physical load. Like We need to make rehab so hard that players are motivated to get out of rehab <laughs> and back into the team. So one of the clear things that they do because players can't run as much or train as much or play as much is that the level of cardio training just goes through the roof, which is just hell on earth for the week because it's, you know, whilst the rest of the stuff is simple, then you're doing four heat bikes a week oh. and you just... How long know, on the heat bike? An hour. Uh, no, it's it's not that long. It's been stripped back since you were there. Uh, we're like see? we're like thirty five. Thirty five minutes. Left Danny, bring me back. <laughs> <laughs> like thirty five minutes. We'd like so forty. Fo- I reckon forty five would be the max. But that's yeah. when you're like, like very start of rehab because you sort of got to taper it off before you start running again. Because right, you can't be yeah. too cooked. Can't do an Unless hour on the Mitch bike Wallace. and then run the next yeah. day. Well, Mitch Wallace is a different breed. Like yeah. he'll do half an hour warm up yeah, and then he's ready to that, go that for the man, next that hour. Man and has challenges. You know? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and so, what's your thought? What's the vibe around the club? I mean, we've had three pretty frustrating losses. I mean, we haven't been thumped. We've just uh, and we've stayed all the way to the end, and then we just drop off. What's uh, you know? But this is a question over for both of you. Those the as the intelligent men in the room. uh, I mean, I'm happy to blame umpires, but uh, I'll let you guys. Well, maybe maybe I'll throw to you, Ed. Um, From what I've seen in the last few weeks, it's just like we're just missing like a tiny bit of class, like a tiny little bit of four or five moments where we just find the right target and we kick a goal and our life becomes abundantly easier. And when you stack up those moments over the course of a few weeks, it looks really bad because it's like there's three losses and there's much commentary about our inefficiency finding targets inside 50. Um, Without sharing any state secrets, is there sort of an overwhelming theme of focus at the moment um, that, that the team is sort of really doubling down? I mean, everything's important, but is there sort of one thing that, that Bevo's been hammering home yeah I think it I think it is sort of that that polish I think we've been playing pretty good footy it's just it's when you have you know you move the ball up the ground you get a set shot inside 50 you might miss that set shot you're actually defending again so it's like you're using your energy you're not going back to the start you're not resetting with your line group you're not like you know resetting for the next play you're defending Recharging again. Energy, so yeah. yeah so the that whole aspect is has been difficult and not using the ball well out of our defensive 50 as well like in the Geelong game we were pretty poor at that and actually kept them in the game so um yeah it's just we just got to you know take care I mean it's sort of easier said than done as well because yeah, yeah. when you're not going well in that space like little doubts can creep in but I mean the vibe's still good we're still looking to you know, win every game and, and dominate the, the opposition. We're not, you know, going into our shells at all. Like, we're going to come out on the weekend and hopefully get a good win as well. But, yeah, the vibe's up. We're, we're just looking forward to getting to the next game. There certainly hasn't been a game in recent memory that I go and think we're going to lose. Like, and yeah. even that's as an outsider. Every game, I'm like, we've got a seriously good chance here. Are we, you know, you know heavy favourites? Probably not. But I had a really strong sort of optimism that we we're going to win in the weekend. But I think back to that question that Superb Mario asked us in the Patreon, Danny, around... Are these players just not like practicing their kicking inside 50? Are they just not working together as a forward group and a back group? And I did a really crappy job of trying to explain the fact that there's a lot of moving parts in this in this piece. But to you, Ed, you know, presumably you guys are training, you're kicking inside 50, you're talking about it, you're watching vision, there's all sorts of stuff reinforcing. You're not just sitting back and going, it's just going to fix itself. Yeah, uh, yeah, obviously. I mean, we, we train pretty hard. I would say just, you know, talking to players that have come from other clubs, like, they always say that our training is high energy, high intensity. Like we're out there, we're looking to get better. It's just sometimes but we don't just run. The, Ed, we don't run though. You know, <laughs> we, we don't do any running in our preseason. No, we don't. Told us. We well, don't I, run. I felt really bad because everyone all. attacked Dunks so bad about that comment, I know, and I was yeah. like. I came from the Giants to the Dogs. We didn't run like bugger no, no, or no. compared. <laughs> no, but no. we train but just as hard. That's preseason. We do train just as hard. So um, I just had to throw a bit of yeah, that, that's in there, good. Ed, you know. While we're talking to Superb Murray here, and this sort of links into the other question, stuff we were talking about, I mean, you say the co- there's commentary about us not using the ball properly and whatnot. How much of that do – are you just told to have a, like a blanket ban from all media 
Or do you actually, you know, do you catch a bit of 360 and go, no, I disagree with that or, ah, oh, that's fair or, or is it just block it all out and trust the process? Um, there, no, there's no ban or anything. It's just, it's, yeah, you do what you want really. Um, but I don't nah, watch no. 360 or anything. I don't watch the, what is it, what are the other shows, like on the couch or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Do you watch they, just, they don't really don't interest me. Yeah, that one. Well, that one's funny. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. It's, it's got humor, so it's good. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's got a um, great comedic writer behind the scene. <laughs> one of the best. Yeah, Adam Rosenbax is all right. <laughs> I, I, I totally agree. Like it comes back to horses, of course. Like some people love it. Like they watch every game when they can on the weekend, and they feel like more information is better information. Like, I was always in the same basket, I think, as you had, which is like, what am I going to get from on the couch that's going to help me play better on the weekend? Or by the way, what are, what could I be doing between eight thirty and nine thirty that might be better than watching these yeah. guys talk? about like you know whatever drama is going on at the AFL at the moment yeah. but and it's always the blokes that have you know they're past it now like they're, they're, <laughs> well they're playing, yes. so. I, did, I did a gig with Kevin Bartlett on the weekend and he is firmly of the belief that the best generation of football is behind us and I you know I think I totally get that he's an absolute legend of the game but I would love to see many of the greats of the game play in this this modern era with the yeah. pace and the the speed that's required to um to play it the way that we do now. Yeah, I feel like it's just so it's so even at the moment. Like you just you every game is is a tough game. Like you're not gonna go out there on the weekend and be like, okay, like you got to take everyone seriously. You're not gonna flog anyone by a hundred points, except for. Yeah, I mean, the maybe, two of them, West Coast and North. Maybe West Coast. I'll say it. I'll say it because you should. Maybe West Coast, but we got North this week, and we're going to treat them with as much respect as anyone else. Like it's they always it's, do it's, fire it's up an against even us. Competition, yeah. We've had yeah. some good games against North in the past. Yeah. How many years are you in now? Ed? This is my sixth year. Most even competition you've seen? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, Except for Collingwood, surely, who are just. Yeah, Collingwood lost Absolute the weekend. Absolute flag favourites. No, yeah. This is the thing I'm doing now. I'm always pointing out that Collingwood oh, yeah, are yeah, unbackable so. flag favourites just to jinx them more and more. Well, we need you to continue explaining the like inside baseball that you've got going on in your own yeah, head. Nobody else is, I can't mind reading Nobody else is up there. <laughs> you players don't understand what goes on in a fan's mind. Can I have a bit of respect, please? Yeah, okay, sorry. But, um, and maybe uh, I'm trying to think of the nicest way to phrase this. I personally, I'll let me just say what I think. I don't think I've ever seen a team like West Coast. Like in my entire – I've seen – I played at the Giants. We only won three games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah, sucked. That's amazing. But I don't think I've ever seen a precipitous fall like that in the last few years. Is there? Um, I suppose probably the question I can ask without you needing to comment too much on West Coast is um, how much attention are you paying to the rest of the competition at the moment? Given that it is so even, and that realistically every week is challenging, because I think when when there are a couple of juggernauts out there that are dominating, you kind of like just pay attention to see how they're going because they're a bit of the yardstick. But at the moment. Could be really be anyone who, who ends up playing in, uh, deep into the finals. Yeah, it's um, it's it's interesting because we're sort of you know we're we're eighth at the moment, aren't we? Yeah. So we're yes. like we're like around the mark. We're got teams yeah. that are yeah, four points off fourth or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah, so. and then but <laughs> there's also quite a few teams that are only a game behind us. So it's um, yeah, it well, is very very even around that sort of fifth to. We're only four points off 11th as well. Yeah, so it's... So 32 points to to 24. So only... Yeah, yeah, anything could sort of happen on on any weekend as well. Like the, the... um, weekend we lost to Geelong, like there was upsets galore. Yeah, so it's which just, made us look a bit better. Yeah, it did. <laughs> it did. <laughs> I was thinking that too. I was like, we haven't dropped that much. Yeah, I know it was great. But if we'd won, God, it would have. Yeah, yeah well, that's the other thing. Like, you just got to keep keep winning, keep putting your best foot forward. We've had a sorry, uh, Danny, you go. Well, I just have a question, just from being in the room with you, and uh, how big are your hands? They're they're like. You are because how tall are you? You are deceptively tall. You look shorter. I'm sure I'm not one eighty eight. Yeah, that's one eighty seven. That's one eighty eight. I reckon one eighty eight. Damn, sounds you're good. Still growing. Still growing. I'm one eighty seven. So you think I got big hands here? I reckon they're, they're well. I'm at 187 as well. Well, no, and nothing compares to these. They are Tom Boyd's buckets over there. Yeah, but I don't know. Well, my old, yeah, my old man always used to abuse me, saying I had my mum's hands. Oh no, he dad's got <laughs> dad's got tradie hands. Oh really? Oh really? Big old sausages. Um, <laughs> is it like the? Fi- have you guys watched the film Everywhere, Everything, Everywhere, All no, at Once? Not yet? yet. They just want yeah, the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. You know, with the, you know, the hot, hot dog, dog hands. hands yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look a bit like that. In a, in a good way. I mean, I think yeah. it's just it's representative. Every, every fan thinks that one, well, not every fan. Most fans think that AFL looks easy from the sidelines. Oh yes. Two, everyone's like, oh, I could do that, and then they walk up and they go and stand next to Bont, who looks like he would probably rock at three quarters of the ga- the teams in Victoria. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. How it's like genuinely, I watch on the weekend. Yeah, everyone Amos always thinks co- you're way taller in person, which is, I guess, normal, you're on the yeah. TV. 
it's a bit different. But yeah, I get that a lot. Like people, I also hunch over when I play. So you I'm do, a, you do. I'm like, a, <laughs> I'm like over the top of the ball, yeah, over the top, like ready to stalk. Like he does look a bit opponent, like a, So a, a, I lose a few centimeters doing that. <laughs> so when I sort of like, I mean. In the in the real world, I sort of you know stretch the shoulders out a bit. My dad's got bad posture, so I got it from him. So I got to remember to roll the shoulders back. All right, so you're trying to intimidate people off the field, not on it, which is good. Yeah, isn't it? which is interesting. But <laughs> it just means one day on the field you'll suddenly stand up straight and take yeah, a brilliant yeah. pack mark, place an R forward. Um, speaking of uh, the, you know, I would say the ever changing nature of the Western Bulldogs football club. I know, like. Damn, I must. I'm, I don't even know. Maybe ten players I played with are still left. Something like that, or maybe a few more. But there's not many. Um, who of the the young boys that have come in this year really caught your eye? Because uh, you know, to the story I shared earlier, there's always one or two at least to go. They've got a pop about them on the field. Usually, that you go, oh, this. There's got something that's going to translate really quickly, and you're not sure about it until they step into the building. Is there anyone that really stood out this year? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, Jamar has continued sort of. He's um he looks he looks so much better this yeah, year. Yeah, he looks he looks unreal this year. He's you know really confident and um you know once he starts you know being a bit more accurate and hitting the scoreboard, yeah. he'll be him seriously everyone, seriously dangerous. <laughs> um, but his marking surprised me. Yeah, like he because the last couple of years I was like, oh, I'm excited because he's agile and he can kick, but yeah, he never really looked like an aerial threat. This year he looks like he can take a serious grab. Yeah, no, he's he's been great this year and um. We've also got the the we recruited Jed Buslinger, yep. who's um, showed a bit of promise in the VFL the last couple of weeks, oh, which has good. been good. Um, he's pretty wiry, but like once he puts on a bit of size, he'll be um, he'll be he'll be good, I'm sure. He'll turn into Ed Richards this year. I mean, because you've had such a great standout oh, year. Thank you, you thank had you. Biceps from a younger age, and people give you credit for Ed. Because you know? <laughs> he hunches over. He used to hang out with Bill Gowers. They stand in front of the mirror all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now we just look at the weights and, you know, you put on a bit of weight. Speaking, speaking of looking at the weights and the, uh, the, one of the most important questions, because we haven't asked this of anyone, Uh-oh. how is it being back at Witten Oval? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. It's just, just from a, a convenience standpoint, <laughs> yeah. it's like we don't have to go out to Braybrook every day and, you know, get ready to train on that pretty subpar oval, like hard as a rock yeah, like in the sore all the time training <laughs> there nothing on skin reserves just not looked after as well as what it's not an AFL level no. it's not it's not so being at witness has been great the deck's in great condition you know you roll off able to have lunch straight away get in the gym straight away like there's no mucking around anymore no, so I, um, not, many AF, not many refresh. AFL players would um would have experienced this and I can honestly say I empathise with you because when I was at the Giants we used to train at the Athletic Centre and then have to drive to the Oval eight or nine minutes no, it's nothing adds up though yeah. adds up. it's not adds about up. you know what it's about it's about being late that's why it's so stressful because for us at least we were getting strapped at the facility and we were getting prepped for training we were doing meetings for training and then we had to get to training which was seven or eight minutes away jump in the car get in the car get the car park it's just a pain in the yeah. ass yeah we were similar so it's like it, it does add up throughout the week and um, yeah as you say it's you know you might get a bad run it's ten minutes there ten minutes back and then that's like twenty minutes does, wow. does having quick math see carry <laughs> carry yeah that's what you pay for how many songs is it on the radio uh, radio oh sorry yeah, on, what's on that? Spotify <laughs> YouTube music whatever you want listen to the podcast it's, yes. uh, how much of me and Boyd how much of the Danny Boyd podcast is it? <laughs> no, um, well you say you train on hard ground there is a question here from uh, Hip Nana um, she wants to know is Marvel Surface still hard on the body uh, it's in terrible condition Marvel, yeah. <laughs> like if you if you are sitting on the third level, you will notice it straight away. Straight away, there oh, is like four different it. types of grass out there. It's like patches everywhere. Like they take advantage of the some angles. Bits are, some bits are soft, some bits are hard. You just don't know what to expect. Because we always so do get a lot of injuries. And here's a fun fact: Do you know how many teams that call Marvel Stadium their home ground have won the grand final in the history of Marvel Stadium being a thing? I do not. One, Bulldogs, 2016. Wow. Is that because uh, the previous names of the... Oh, no, no. I'm talking Colonial, Telstra. <laughs> yeah, it's really? a trick question. Whatever you want to call it. So since 2000... Yeah, oh, had- Essendon won at 2000. Sorry, so two. Forgive me. Right. Essendon won it. But our other co-tenants, St Kilda, have never won it. Uh, Carlton have never North. won it. North have never won it. Well, North won in 97. Yeah, but uh, Docklands opened in 2000. Oh, Hey, mm. there we go. Go us. Well, there so you go. It's us. So that could be a factor, the fact that we're playing on 
above a car park injuring yeah. our bodies. And meanwhile, the the toffs over at the MCG, those eastern suburbs yeah. types, are having just luxurious times. Well, something to do with how many fans they've got might be a bit of a... Nah. Maybe. Um, <laughs> but, but I will say, um, you know, I think probably it's been a really underspoken part of the this year is the fact that you guys... And look, it's not something that you're going to go out there and complain and cry about because, you, you know, you're not training at, at, um, at Witten, but... From a guy who used to play, it would be such a pain in the ass. And so, you know, it would have an impact over an extended period of time having to train out there. So I'm very optimistic that whilst it hasn't happened yet, <laughs> we will yeah. see huge upticks in, you know, I think just making sure you're back at you're back at the home home ground, you're training together, things are a bit easier, a bit simpler. Ideally, yeah. that translates into a really strong finish to the year. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's going to be a, a good back half of the year. I'm, I'm confident myself. Right, as soon as we get Ed Richards back, it's going to be awesome. Now, and what, can I ask Ed a serious question? What, what? did you What did you fucking do to deserve a brand new facility, Ed? Because I wanted one for the whole time I was there. I had to drive to V. I honestly don't know. They just all of a sudden the meet gets us in. He's like, we got millions of dollars and we're just going to build this in. Like, Beautiful. I know. That sounds that sounds awesome. And then they showed us the plans. Plans look amazing. It's um taking a little bit longer. I reckon every time I look over at the the, con- the boys doing the construction, they're either sitting around, standing around, or they're, <laughs> I or was they're not there. Gonna say that. Or they're <laughs> not there. They haven't been there the last few days. Like we've been there, and it's like I get it. Monday was a public holiday, but then, <laughs> yeah. like they were, they were not. They were off at it's like one Easter, o'clock mate. on Friday. It's like Easter, apparently mate. they get off at two on Fridays, but they were gone by one. There's still an hour to do something. Surely, yeah. Well, they're not translating into high performance workplaces. By the way, it just seems like the steel fabricators were there, and then everyone else has just just potted around since <laughs> they put the put the frame up and. Off you go. Yeah. Because it, we're getting a big chunk from Maribyrnong City Council, aren't we, as well? Uh, yeah, I believe state so. State government. Well, there I we believe go. so. A state government. Like everyone's ch- chipping in a little bit, I guess. Uh, so well, yeah. These are public servants. A little bit. What do you expect? It's almost all coming from one place, but yeah. Peter Gordon? No. <laughs> no, it's coming from the state government. State government funded it. Oh, well. Thanks, Andrews. Uh, let's go to some more listener mail, unless you have any more uh, pressing uh, issues. And these, there's some questions I'm going to open up to both of you. Because they're Ooh, just exciting. Because there's been a lot of uh, yeah, current mes- current injured star and ex injured hack. <laughs> hey, you! Were, I've told you many times. You are I, a hack now. Current current day hack. Yeah, so you're ex injured hero. Current day hack. How's yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> that no, works. Day current injured hack. That oh works, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. good again. <laughs> no, no, never any good. Uh, yeah, there's a few from kids here. So, uh, like Kobe, aged 11, wants to know: Do you have any rituals before or after games? And who's your favourite player to play with at the club? Um. Rituals before – I try to keep it pretty simple, so I don't really have any rituals beforehand or after or anything. I'll probably get a little cheat meal after, I would say, maybe mm. a bit of KFC or something. Yeah, so mate, that's Sometimes um, you'll come back close to the east side, which is a bit easier because it's a bit tough. It's like midnight when you get out of those joints yeah, after so a night, can't it? It is. So I've been, um, I've been smashing Sal's, the New York-style pizza. Oh, yeah, yeah. been really getting around them. There's, a, that, there's one on Swan Street. One, wasn't it? Yeah, Suckers used to love them. Yeah. Um, so I'd say, yeah, that's probably post-game, but um, no pre-game rituals or anything. Just try to keep it simple and rock up to the game and see how I go. Right. Favourite player. Yeah. And my favourite player to play He's how you make some enemies. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's injured. This is the hard hitting. JJ, who's also injured. <laughs> I mean, let me have a think. Oh, this year it's probably been Liam Jones. Just oh, nice. Like I get to play like, alongside him down there. Um, and you don't have to play on your man because he'll save you. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable some of the stuff he does. Like, he just think he's out of it and then, like, I'm getting back on defense and then all of a sudden he comes over the top, big yeah, spoil yeah. or oh. intercept mark or just crashes in, hurts his opponent. So it's it's always a luxury having blokes like that. With like, It's like playing with Easton back in the day. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I've, I've, I've completely stuffed this up. I'm definitely going to get a mark taken. It's a, it's back. A, it's a, it's a, that's what I meant to happen. <laughs> Savior. I'm just getting out of his way. Are you uh, doing anything outside of footy at the moment, Ed? Um, I was doing a little bit of coaching just with the YJFL rep squad. So one of my coaches um, from- My boy plays wow. in the YJFL. That's oh. t- so that's under 12s, right? I was doing under 15s. Right, right. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Second my boy plays under into- nines. So you're oh, okay. <laughs> what, what team's he in? in the- Northcote Cougars. Oh. They have a terrible coach. Yeah, absolutely. I never come across the Northcote Cougars in I my time. Ex- I was a Hawthorne Sits boy. I had to explain to uh, the coach of the Cougars, um, Danny- 
what five star handball was. Oh Jesus! Yeah, I know. he's got no. That's, never, that's literally coaching one on one, isn't it? That's yeah, it's like zero or one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you don't know this, you can't coach. Seriously. <laughs> oh well. If you look at our win loss record, it's fairly obvious I can't coach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so I was I was doing that with just a one. So my coach for Carey first AD, and he was he's done coaching sort of Who's all that? over Victoria. Vince Datoli. Okay. Good um, name for a coach. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's, get, he's a great Tolley guy. Gets results. He's a great guy. So he got me along just to, to do a, a couple of things with them, which is, which was good. They just um, finished that a game on, on Monday, which I missed, but they also had a game Saturday, which they unfortunately lost to the South Metro junior football league. Ah, well, damn. Those damn. pricks. Damn. Yeah. Oh, they have held probably. So you've got, you got this leadership skills. One question we did get from uh, Tim do you reckon you could be captain one day? <laughs> I don't, You've no, got a I, bit of a Bob Murphy style. Don't take into account. Do you want to be captain one day? No, no that's I don't a different think question. So. Yeah, if if so, so Boydy becomes president of the of the dogs. Uh, Danny CEO. I'm the CEO, <laughs> and we approach you and say, "Hey, um, Bont has just retired after winning five premierships and four Brownlow medals in a row. We yeah. think you would be a great leader. Would you accept our?" Proposal. I mean, if it was, yeah, if the stars aligned and it was my duty to become captain, yeah, yeah, Excellent. like of course I'd take on the role. But I mean, I'm Bonty's still young. You always oh, forget. Totally. Like yeah. I'm, I'm more than happy for him to be my captain for the rest of my career because he's just so good and yeah, so yeah. inspirational. And, and, so and who, who wants to deal with that shit anyway? <laughs> like cap, like the captaincy right now. I'm only you know 23, so I'm looking to you know just submit my spot in the team and 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 just play good footy. I don't think I need that extra. No, that's fine. Extra you, you, are, you are dabbling down on a very important thing. It is such a luxury to have Marcus at the club. Like, oh, yeah. Because you've got to remember that not beyond his unbelievable playing capability, and I think one of the things that really stood out to me against Geelong, and you don't have to share the inside word, but it was clear that Marcus was a bit proppy, and him trying to find space seemed harder than it had been in previous weeks, and it just makes an impact on how we play. But aside from that, just having someone to take all of the heat and be that consistent player who can message the media – deal with all of the stories and turn up and just play good footy. Such a luxury for the team and the football club because someone has to do it. Yeah. And it wears, it wears most people down. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm, I feel like, yeah, the captaincy is such a hard role. You don't really know how much you have to actually do until you're captain and you're like doing it all. And he's delightful so, all the time. Yeah, he's, he's, he's really great. Best also, player you've ever played with? Yeah, easily. Yeah. Uh, Tim also so, uh, wanted to point out, this is more a statement, but I think you two will both like it. That goal you scored against Geelong, uh, he said as you kicked it, mm. in his head he heard from inside the centre square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Rich has kicked a goal. Uh, the, one of the things you get to do when you finish it and you retire, you just get, start making shit up. So now I kick the ball from inside the centre circle. Which <laughs> yeah. I was going to go I remember AI. AI, what do you AI mean? I'm just going to change BT's commentary to say, <laughs> yeah. inside the centre circle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Marcus wants to know. I, I, it could be the bond. Who knows? Most likely. Actually, can I put this? To, I'm going to put this to you as well, Boydie, because I had to think about this uh, as a fan's perspective. What's the most satisfying win of your AFL career? It's a tough one, Boydie. Do you have one that? Yeah, to jump it. Is pre- it the prelim? Prelim. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, for me, like prelim is was just such a damn breaking, amazing moment. Grand final. You know. Yeah. Maybe. Your maybe you're right. It. Satisfaction is probably the. It's the a, most relieving. Definitely prelim, which yeah, I would say yeah. is similar for you. Yes. Oh, yeah. Most satisfying is probably, yeah, Granny. Yeah. See, I would say yeah. most satisfying for me is the week before the semi against Hawthorne. The satisfaction of stopping Hawthorne Interesting. was so great. See, I didn't think that – I don't know why. We, we weren't – you just don't get caught up in that stuff when yeah, you're playing. Exactly. You don't deal with Hawthorne fans. Nah. Like, you can't think of Hawthorne as the, the team on the hunt for a four-peat when you're playing against them. You yeah. know, like, it's just, just – Crazy not, to think about, isn't it, though? Like – how good they were with that that but yeah and also I didn't think stretch. that much of them when we play, when we beat them I was like yeah of course we beat them yeah but then you're like but they were on track to win four in a row four in a row <laughs> and you you know you guys deal with it with a professionalism whereas I have to deal with fans who know nothing about them just going yeah okay we're great <laughs> you got an air said um yeah I think last year when we when we beat Melbourne oh good answer oh, oh. Yeah. at Marvel. And what was that? Remember we – so I uh, – just to give the listeners a bit of insight, um, before the game against Port Adelaide, I had to interview Ed in the player sponsors area and there's that lady whose name I've forgotten. I'm, I'm so sorry because she's brilliant and she's one of the club's historians. She pointed out – how's this for a stat, Boydie? That game against Melbourne where we won was actually the thousandth for Ed's family. 
for all the Richards right. and the Pan- Panams. Yeah, the, the Panams. Who yeah. are the Panams? So you're uh, they are on your mum's my, side, obviously. No, they're oh. still my dad's side. So they are so Ronnie and Lou, who, who, who the we, we need a photo. The Collingwood fans. So um, their grandfather Charlie and their great uncle Albie. I, I actually don't know the inside out, outs of it all, but they're like. They played for Richmond Collingwood as well. If this was a professional podcast, it'd be the one where like the family tree pops up. But oh yeah, you mean a visual podcast? Yeah. yeah well, I'm, I'm going to buy a camera for us soon for uh, that yeah. event we've got. Very going good. I must say, just to call something out, it was fascinating watching your mouth catch up to your brain before when you were starting to think about like your experience as a fan. You're like, oh, this happened, and then you're like, wait a minute, no one else knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Um, what um, what's next for you, Ed? What what sort of the the major goals you have for your career moving forward? Yes, we understand you want to play, you know, bloody every week and all that sort of stuff. But any big sort of um, sweep goals to, to focus on um, I've actually I've never won a final so every final I've played in here we go nice. I have lost so I'm 0 for 3 in so the final so I didn't play in 21 what that's why we lost um, why didn't you play in 21 that's well, an outrage I was injured too, at the start of the year and then I struggled easy. with form in the back half of the year um, did my shoulder as well in the back half so I was just just so you out played of the in team, really. Which which finals have you played in then? So you played in uh, my first was GRS in twenty nineteen, where up yep. there where Bonte got his hair pulled out and eye gouged and everything. Yep. Um he hurt, the next didn't year, he, oh no, he hurt someone the week he hurt Haynes the yeah. week before. Damn it. That was nothing so good. <laughs> yeah, but he hurt him. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, Marcus can do everything. Um yeah, then we got absolutely spanked up there. Yeah. So that's so that one. And then that one. Um then the year after was 2020 against, against St. Kilda. St. Kilda. St. Kilda. Heartbreaking. And then last year against Freo. And then Freo, yep. It's been all really ugly games too. They haven't found, I mean, yeah. I mean, don't listen to me, I'm retired, but didn't feel like, the St. Kilda one probably felt like a bit more like a final, even though it was in the middle of a hub, so probably not as much. Yeah, as it was at the Gabba, so it was a bit. Yeah, it was neutral it was, ground. It's the one, like I've never played a final at the G. So that would have been at the G that year. So I was yeah. a bit like... You and me have had like the reverse life. Like you've gone through football at the weirdest time in human history. And I've gone through like... Ex- <laughs> at the exit- most normal time in ex- human history? No, exiting football at the weirdest time in human history. Yeah. Like trying to like go back to play local and, you know, start working a normal job. Also coincided with being less. Oh, yeah. Well, it's like my first sort of four years at the club, every single year was different. It was like... <laughs> oh, it was yeah. Like, yeah once year. I got to... Then I got to 2020, it's like... I'll just have two months off, fellas, and then we'll see you in May or whatever for your second game. We're like, oh, okay. Sick. And then 2021, it's like you're travelling again for the whole final series and we're away. 60 days or whatever. And we're just like, what is going on? And then finally we've had a bit of, you know, continuity over the last two years, which has been good. Yeah, it's almost boring. (laughs) Yeah, let's get back on the road. (laughs) I thought we only had a few questions left, but uh, our our co-host Chaz has finally hit me up. With some questions, he uh, so this is Chaz Licadello, who's Bulldogs Encyclopedia. Um, he's just got he's got a, got three questions here. One is who wins uh, a race over ten meters between you and JJ, and who wins a race o- between you and JJ hundred mm. meters? He probably gets me in on both of them. He's like express, like he's the next yeah. level. I would okay. say it's so. Good, it's a good adjective. He's express. Is there <laughs> any other sneaky quicks in the team who don't have a reputation for speed? Um. That's a good question. Yeah, Chaz is good. Or don't even say don't have a reputation. That's not you or JJ. Who who are the next sort of quickest guys? Oh well, Late's up there. Yep. Um, Jonesy obviously is just all power, no yeah, endurance. Yeah, power. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Artie, no endurance. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, Jonesy. The other Jonesy, Artie Jones. He's he's pretty quick as well. Yeah, nice. Um, Naughty's actually got a bit of toe to him. You as for a key, like you wouldn't expect. He's actually quite quick. Yeah. Um. Who else? I, know. I Lockie, imagine Lockie McNeil's pretty quick. Yeah, I, I imagine Naughty's like a, definitely, obviously better, but a little bit like me, which was like for the first twenty, I can I can keep up with most people. You can go okay, and then yeah. the yeah, wind force started <laughs> affecting my top speed. The drag and the, the drag yeah, of both the my, re- my calves, the anchors oh, that I have attached calves. to my shins, and also yeah, they're the like wings. <laughs> you're just holding your back. I almost could take off, you know, just <laughs> <laughs> but twenty meters. Give me, give, me, uh, give me a shot against just about anyone back then. All right. I didn't know this. Chaz is – and it might not even be true. Chaz might have been uh, misleading us. Um, is it true you only play for us because you were late for an interview with Carlton 
Mm. Yes, yeah. Oh, oh, that is true. It is true. How did it is true? So yeah, in my in 2017, I had a pretty important interview with Carlton. They had pick ten that year. Um, I was going in, according to my manager, I was going in meeting all the um, recruiting staff and all the coaching staff as well. And yeah, then that I was would going, have been Sauce. No, it was no. B- Bolton. Oh, Bolton. No, but as in the list manager. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sauce was there. Sorry, um, Sauce meeting Sauce. So I um, yeah, I was. 45 minutes late. I was going for a tour as well, the whole facility. So they more or less showing me my locker. And then I was like, yeah, 45 minutes late. I didn't have anyone's number to call. My manager was in a meeting at the time. So oh. I couldn't call. I was like calling him. He couldn't get back to me. And so it was just a bit of a perfect storm. I was stuck on the east. And, so um, traffic, just traffic. Yeah, it was literally just traffic. All right, here's the real question. How relieved are you yeah, that you avoided that I mean, shit storm? <laughs> Oh, just looking at all the stuff that's come out recently. The bloke that was on 3AW. Yeah, yeah. Maybe you should. Have you seen that one? That oh, what's just that? hilarious. What's this? We can oh. slag off other teams. Go. <laughs> it's just this um, this supporter. He's a, I think he's on 3AW. One of the AM radios. Just, um, or SEN maybe. Abusing yeah, them. just absolutely abusing them. Saying they're not playing for the fans. They're not playing for the emblem. <laughs> the navy blue and white. It's, uh, <laughs> all it's reminding so me it of is... A, it is a bit of relief. I mean... Um, it yeah, must have when, I, when I got there, yeah, at the time it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. Like when I got there, Bolts was sitting there. Um, not angry, just disappointed. Not angry. No, just like you could just tell he was furious. Like he was just like, and they just asked me about, oh, is punctuality a, um oh, important value gosh. of yours? And I'm like, oh my God. Oh. I'm just rattled at this stage. I'm sweating profusely. I parked in a disabled spot out the front Perfect. just so I could get, get in. <laughs> Wow! And I just, yeah, it was just a nightmare. Like it just didn't work out, and then um, they obviously passed on me, and then I sort of flooded to Very sixteen. And this. then, um, well, if you yeah, like, they took Lockie O'Brien. If you liked um, things changing every year, you should have gone to Carlton. That would have been yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plenty of variety there, mate. But yeah, also, like you know, being late for things in the normal world is not good. Being late in football is like. It's the end of the world for some oh, reason. What is the deal? I don't get I, was, it. I think I know I was told this story a couple of times. I once was late for a meeting in my first year at the Bulldogs because they scheduled a massage during this ad hoc meeting that popped up. And so I'm lying there and I'm like getting my calf rubbed or whatever. And I'm like, there's no one else around. I better like go check where they are. And I check my phone and they're like, oh, there's been a meeting. And they gave us 15 minutes notice. So then yeah. I walk in late because I had a massage booked for this time. And then I get like abused and then they like send me up to like call lapsed fans or whatever of who are like members who hadn't re-signed for the year. And I'm like, now I look back, I'm like, why not just not book the meeting or just tell everyone effectively? <laughs> also, in, in, any other, in any other workplace, the phrase, no, no, I was in a massage, will not fly. No, yeah, yeah definitely uh, yeah, not, fair. definitely not. <laughs> I was in, in a meeting though, in another meeting, that yeah, works. You're a, it's a, isn't there no. some sort of corporate term you could have for a footballer's yeah, massage? Yeah, me, me and Jai were having a conference call. Oh, the, the king, Jai. The king I miss Jai. him, I miss him. Yeah. He was, he Who was, is Jai? He was elite. Uh, so I was a myotherapist. Yeah, he was one of the myos. He he's was, not there anymore? No, he's not there. It's, um, yeah, with with 2020 and COVID and everything, they had to let a, quite a few people go. Oh, yeah. It's And it's, you know, it's, it's a unfortunate. Because the Bulldogs were different to a lot of clubs. We used to have like in-house myos, like people who had specifically worked for us. Whereas a lot of the other clubs basically have like, you know, a couple of hours allocated and they bring in like 15 and then, you know, you just, whoever's there and subbied out for the day. Yep. So it was kind of sad because like, Carl Ling was gone then and like, a couple of people who are really important to us through um, our most successful years. Yeah. Well, Carl Ling's still there. Oh, she's back? She, no, she never left. I thought she had a little time off. Oh, maybe. No, Roz maybe. left. Roz left, yeah. Who are these people? Come these on. are these people. Sorry. The, well, they're also know. trainers on the ground. Oh, okay. So they're the people who run water as well. So you would have seen them all. Oh, so they're not volunteers. No. Oh. No, some are volunteers. Yeah, some are volunteers, yeah. Because some look about 12. Yeah. Yeah, some are 12. <laughs> so it's one of these. I, there was a piece on that uh, English woman who was. Uh, Roz. Ro- is that Roz? Yeah. Right. Who was a specialist in rugby and she's moved here and. Uh, she worked with us for a while and then she went to the Rebels, I think. Okay. But anyway, like my point – and look, Ed, maybe – I don't know I don't know if people have spoken about it. So where, where is the um, – do you know where the soft cap is now compared to pre-COVID? It's sort of just edging back up slowly but surely. But um, it's not the yeah, same. Yeah, I'm not too sure on the soft yeah. cap. No. So the soft cap is the how much you can spend on it's the co- It's the Collingwood rule. Yeah. <laughs> Explain. It's the, well, Collingwood spent too much. Collingwood built like a $4 million facility just That's to true. do like biking inside. We go to VUs. That's where we're at. We outsource that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
Um, we better wrap up, wrap up Danny, because yes. one, I need to go and do more meetings because life after football is a bit different to uh, <laughs> having days off during the week. But equally, Ed's time is obviously very precious to us. What's the final thing we need to find out? What was that last question that you had earlier? Or have you got oh, from some- Fraser the Canadian? Well, he just because he's thinking of moving to Australia because he wow. loves Aussie rules so much, and he just wow. wanted to know um, what is the SPF for fair skinned lads in Australia these days. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the UV side during the summer, mm. we were just up in, in Darwin um, oh, for our game against Gold Coast. That was, yeah, that was interesting. There was, um, yeah, me, Tio, um, Timmy English as well. Oh, of course, big Keithy, chili. We're all standing, you know, pine sunscreen, pine zinc um, for like a 10-minute session out there <laughs> in the sun because you, ne- you can never be too careful. So if you come over, we'll... We'll get you some 50 plus. Yeah, play for the dogs because you play at Marvel and the roof's never yeah, open anyway. True. Under the roof. <laughs> but equally. Not exposed. That and this explains is- our redheaded players. There we go. Yeah, of course. But also, this is an alleged statement. But obviously, the last few years have been very revealing when it comes to sunscreen because most of those companies who had SPF 50 did not. And they oh, got really? sued for it. One of them, very cute baby on the commercial, got sued for it, I think. Really? Not the baby didn't get sued. No, the yeah, one that had the baby on the commercial. <laughs> wow. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. Um, all right. Well, uh, so just quick announcements we have before we wrap this up. We are doing a Patreon-only watch-along party for the uh, When We Play the Swans Correct. in about four weeks' time. Uh, it'll be myself and Boydie on something like Twitch, Broadcasting, so you will still be able to watch the game on your TV. We're not broadcasting the game; we don't have the rights. No, but we, we will cannot, have a, cannot afford that shit. We will have a. I believe it's called sidecasting, is what they say. It. So we will be watching the game, and you can interact with uh, us, talk yes. to us, and we'll uh, be talking along with the commentary. We won't be attempting to commentate over the top, no. but giving watch, our watch opinions. Along. Watch along. along, and all Patreons are invited. If you'd like to get involved, it's start from just five bucks a, a month. It's, I mean, it's so cheap. Yeah, it's basically making money, Ed. Well, you would you would suggest that too? Wouldn't yeah, you? bloody earth. Get, it, get involved. Ed will be there. Well, the and, Patreon. And, yeah, Ed will probably you know we'll design him as a special guest. He doesn't know that yet, but you know maybe yeah, maybe he'll be back from his injury. Maybe not. But there'll also obviously be the chat function on Twitch, so we'll be able to yes. interact with things going on during the game, which is always exciting. Danny, have you got any live shows coming up? Are you doing any comedy? At oh the moment? Well, well, yes. This weekend, you can see me at the basement comedy club which is in its temporary venue at beer deluxe Ooh. at uh, federation square with some great comedians uh, Tom oh actually one thing i genuinely should plug next tuesday i'm going to be helping out with the asylum seeker resource center for world refugee day raising money for those people in footscray uh the great work they do so please donate you if you can i've just um thought of another plug that we just can make up me and danny obviously do a lot of work together and i recently have been doing lots of sportsman's night danny and yes. there's always a comedian and a footballer come along why not get us both down there at the same time That's if you want to hit idea. us up for a bit of comedy and also a on-stage interview about you know what it was like to be a premiership player at the Bulldogs and all that's great yes. stuff get us along clubs of the west come to the party yeah grand final week I'm, I'm pretty free at this point mm, there you go Ed anything to plug uh no, just looking forward to a good back half of the year. Um, look forward to playing finals because one week at a we'll, time, we'll be there. We'll be there. Yes. Um, and yeah, we've got the the game against North. Everyone, rock on down. Bring your friends. Bring your family. And um, we'll see you on Sunday. I have, a, I have Ed's plug is just buy his jumper because it always helps with royalties at the end of the year. Oh, does it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. What about a badge? Yeah, yeah get a badge. Yeah, that too. Get all of it, all of it's coded to players. Go oh. dogs. Go dogs. Say the doggies. Give my childhood to that roar of the red, white, and blue sea, and the knowledge that you had to love the bulldog boys and me. Twenty years on, I feel that longing hanging in September air. But the reason I go every week is to pretend you're still there. They will find the glory one day And I will throw it at your feet It's a long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray Streets Long, long road they're running for you The dogs of Footscray Streets <laughs>